There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's Tuesday, you know what Lori says about Tuesdays. Most productive day of the week. And we have been productive talking about... The interview of this of our century, would we call it? The sit-down? Oh, my gosh. Or at least this year so far. Yeah. Yeah. The television event of the year. Yes. I mean, yeah, for sure. Just, you know, it was great. It was great. And, you know, the, all the... I mean, it just has given us stuff to talk about for days and days. Because mm-hmm. it, I was just saying to Julia off-aired, um, Rocco, that... She almost Prince, called you Donnie. I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prince Charles hasn't had... Because remember, the crown just came out in October, yes, season did. four, and this is where we're we first meet. Because in season, we you get a you we get a sympathize spot oh, for, for Charles, Charles because he's in the crown all you know basically maybe makes an he appearance. He was an ignored child, yeah, and he's first the, you know, and they were never supposed to be. The the royal family, if it hadn't have been for that one guy who abdicated, you right, know, everything. Right. But anyway, it's the first time we meet the young Prince Charles and we see the attraction. We can see why he was an eligible bachelor. We see he and D- Diana. We, I mean, like with the we kind of the whole story. But Charles, by the end of The Crown, season four, comes off like a sad, pathetic Spoiled royal king to be in waiting for seventy years, man, baby. There you go. There okay. you go. I mean, you don't like. How him. would you like to wait for seventy, 70 years? years? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then my mom is almost a hundred, and she won't let me freaking rule. Yeah, but Come this, on, mom. this ends with him, you know, yes. like being for you know, and we're gonna get more, and and then 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 the. The Buckingham Palace makes a muck of things. Yes, they did by uh, arguing, and then they give the crown. This and is Netflix, not real stories. Give you them know? millions of yeah. dollars. Of people go, hey, I'm going to tune into this. I don't. I wasn't interested in the crown and the young people, but they've had more people tune in because people feel like they know Princess Diana and right. Charles. There's more audience for it because you wouldn't have had to watch the other two sure. seasons, and. Um, so Charles has worked for many years. How many years ago was Princess Diana? You know, 34 years ago, something like that. He's worked a long time. He ended up marrying the mistress that we see mm-hmm. in season four of The Crown. He's worked so long. To and she's a married make, woman to yeah. a man who's who's like a, a racing stallion with other women. And they appear to have an open relationship. And it's quite scandalous. And, you know, and, and Princess Diana goes to the firm like Megan went to the mm-hmm. firm and said, 
I don't want to be married to a man who cheats on me. Right. And they just basically tell her that's the way it is. Much like Megan was right. I can't believe all this racist stuff I have to put up. That's just the way it is. Well, it's making me want to kill myself. Too bad that's the way it is. So it's shades of Diana. So it's been 34 years and He's crafted now. He's a grandpa. He I loves know. goats. I know. He, he was an early got, organic he farmer. He really was. No, and, and he did end up getting to marry with the Queen's Blessing, the woman he's loved, you know, since he, he met her, you know. Uh, and uh, anyway, and so true love for Charles won, but he was a real dink. Just like, you know, I mean, this is just what happens. Uh, uh, apparently, when you're going to be king, there are expectations. And in the 70s, when he was like 31, 32, he was under pressure to get, get married, married yep. settle down, and have some heirs. Have an heir and a spare, Rocco. That's yep. what they tell you. Okay. If nothing else, have an heir and a spare when you're the king to be. Absolutely. So his image has been refurbished. And then it's all come crashing down, kind of in and the last year and a year or so. With no, the, just in it's since not even November, that long. Since yeah. the crown came out, and now with this, and Charles' worst year was the year the recording was leaked about him saying <laughs> to Camilla that he wished yes. he was a tampon. Yes, he did. I wish I was a tampon, and, and then and he purred it and said it in a very English way, <laughs> so it didn't sound as bad as it did. But yet at the same time, the whole world cringed. Right. It was a crisis. And that's when Sean Hannity or Bill O'Reilly wished he was a loofah. Yeah. If you're, you're, it, was, it was one of those guys. Well, yeah. yeah. He Bill, wanted to say loofah, but he said falafel. Oh, yeah, that was something else. <laughs> but no, no, this was worse because of Bill O'Reilly is Bill O'Reilly. I know. But, but I just, mean, Charles saying in his droll, educated, mm-hmm. you know, thing. I mean, it was massively scandalous. So when Harry dropped that, well, my, my dad quit returning my calls. There's nothing worse. Okay. There's uh, nothing worse. Okay. That, that yeah. Harry, uh, Prince... Charles is devastated, I'm sure, about that. But this is just, you know, he's just, if I were his friend, I'd say, chap, old buddy. Come on. You survived, you married your mistress, and you survived Tampon Gate in your own words. Call Harry. Call him and make up and and get him over here and take a picture and go visit them. Go visit them. Well, they can. And there's still a lockdown. Yeah, I know. Who knows? You know, um, don't be rushing things. We have a very pregnant Meghan Markle. She's more pregnant than we thought. Than we thought that dress really and her sitting down covered up a lot. It so did. So they're having a girl. Yeah, they're having a girl. Mm -hmm. Now, when she walked out and Oprah was like, whoa, that's more than a bump, isn't that? kind of rude to say or is that well it's oprah and remember these two had a miscarriage she seemed like she was like three months pregnant when we saw him in like june i felt like last year and she wrote an op-ed and and then people across the pond there were tabloids that called her out for making up a miscarriage story i mean this is how awful they were to her it is so bad and it makes you realize okay let's say she did get help for mental health the tabloids would have gone crazy with that if word got out. The thing is, is that Megan's point and Harry's point is that there was a deliberate attempt to use Megan to be the 
here's a bone for you. Here, here's here's basically. a story for you mm-hmm. to write about so you don't focus on the Prince Andrew story oh. or this story with Prince Charles and that there wasn't, because the, there could, there can be pushback mm-hmm. by the royal family and how their whole grata system works. I mean, they have these tabloid reporters to Buckingham Palace. Now, mm-hmm. the Queen might not be there, but they're sanctioned. They can do some pushback on some stories. And she really felt when it went on for three months about mean Meghan making right, Duchess right, Kate right. cry that they could have slowed and stopped that story. Right. Instead, they kept throwing little embers. And that whole story was, Kate got bossy about royal protocol, mm-hmm. about tights. She wanted the little flower girls to wear tights. Mm-hmm. Megan saw the weather, and she's a California girl, and she said bare-legged. And that's what she wanted for the pictures, because sometimes, you know, the kids look like little nurses in their tights. Oh, Laurie. Anyway, I can see how a bride could be fixated on a detail. Absolutely. Especially when everyone's fixated the fact that your dad's a loser, that he sold you out, that he's not coming over. He's She's got all this pressure, her her sibling, you know. And then the tabloids are calling her straight out of Compton. She's a divorced, a biracial American actress. They're already saying really terrible things. Mm -hmm. And so she just didn't want those flower girls to wear the damn tights but then there were seriously about six months they had about a six months honeymoon mm-hmm. you know from when out because right. remember how beautiful it was when they got married oh and that oh, my dress, God, the dress she wore every... and the green mg that they went away in. and imagine people who are under the british commonwealth that are look like Meghan markle that are biracial they're like there's our princess they've run her out of the castle oh gosh. it's like a modern fairy tale the look, the divorce time for biracial princess rescues the prince it is time for random castle, thoughts though you know what i mean that's the modern fairy tale julia <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with modern modern thoughts. Modern thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, well, happy Barbie Day, people. Mm-hmm. March 9th, 1959. Barbie first appears on appeared on toy shelf stores. Over one billion Barbies have been sold. It was estimated that if Barbie was an actual woman, these would be, these would be a figure we her could have. measurements. Okay. It would be 36, 18-inch oh. waist, 33 hips. There are now so many different types of Barbies with so many different body shapes yeah. and styles and everything. And so anyway. I absolutely loved playing Barbies. I and loved- I did it a long, like, till... Sixth grade. Well, what else did we have, Lori? Well, we I had don't... the bell on a ringer that yeah. we could skip over. I mean, in a baton. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, the, yeah the hoop with the stick. Yeah, remember? Little... <laughs> well, and my, with the bell. But my grandma sewed me Barbie clothes Wait, that I could thing. tear and out Barbie... of magazines remember or the whatever. Dollhouses and everything. And it my was... mom would always say to me, "You should. You're. Do you know how hard it is to sew little bitty clothes like oh. that?" Beyond. And I would just say, I just pulled it out of a magazine and Lib made it for me. I love that, Lori. (laughs) I I love that. Um, Amelia Earhart is getting the Lego treatment, so they made an airplane, and so it's a Amelia Earhart um, edition is coming out. If you want to read one book for for Women's History Month, read The Rose Code, because you're getting history, and you're getting an epic, and you're getting a romance. It's 
It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. We but just, like that would be a good yep. that'd be a good March book club pick or April or whatever. It would be excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, according to um, fashion experts, industry experts in France, Lori, one year into the pandemic, a French maid's outfit has become prepped, practical option to wear when cleaning. Yeah. Mm. They say French lingerie has gone from over-the-top sexy to comfortable and practical. Yeah. It's partially the result of women wanting more useful underwear and partially the way society and the world are changing. So... They're just adding yoga pants to the French yeah. maid's costume. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just add, sh- add a little skort, but like, it, as it were. Like I think every even even a man um, should own a lovely robe, a robe that you can bring to a hotel in a city. Should you find yourself alone or with somebody that just is a lovely. But the hotel rooms like have beautiful robe robes. Like My dad had a silk Japanese looking robe. I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm thinking French, Julia. Yes. Now I'm thinking purely practical, having something that just, you know, is gossamer light on your skin yes, and yes, slightly so. see through. Oh, oh, for a man? For a man? I would oh, for take the that. lady, oh, okay. but the guy Wait, you wear whatever you want. Well, you're like, you're talking about men bringing robes. I'm like, I they, can't think of one man that would bring a robe except my dad. Yeah, I know. My dad was passionate about but his But a little, good robe. His because the robe hotel with, robes sometimes are too big, Julia. The, especially for my dad. <laughs> he was a little person. <laughs> um, okay, let's see here. The average dog creates 274 pounds of poops a year okay so george clooney i listened to him on something mm-hmm. and it was on our show in my mind okay, okay. we were sitting down he's in boston right now okay. directing a film which ben affleck is starring in mm-hmm. so he's telling a story um to us over a beer about this roommate that he had that he loved to play practical jokes on when the roommate had was working on a TV show and stuff, and George was unemployed at the time. And the roommate has is a big man. So and this roommate got one of the eight. One he was one of the guys. Yes, that got, got the money dollars yes, from George when he sold George. his tequila line. Yeah. So I, that's just the best. George story. is crashing on his couch yeah, okay. after a breakup kind mm-hmm. of thing, and so he, there's this little kitty, and the cat, and George is bored during the day watching Jeopardy. And the guy's off at work, and George is, like, trying to find places to go, you know, try to be in a pilot for her. And the kitty would poop in the kitty litter. And so George would scoop it up and throw it in the toilet. Ugh. And so after, like, three days, let's call his name Juan. I can't remember the guy's name. He's famous. I can't think of his name, yeah. though. It's like, my, my kitty is not pooping. I'm really worried the kitty's not pooping. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it'll be fine. He's like, no. So he takes the kitty to a vet. And gets kitty metamucil, and for and the kitty costs money. And so suddenly the kitty is kittying it up everywhere. But George keeps scooping it up because the guy's gone all day, and he's like, "What is wrong?" And the guy's going crazy, like, "What? I, I don't know. My kitty is never pooping. What's going to happen here?" And George, I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, "This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house." to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Every day. So one day at the end <laughs> of this kitty Metamucil gate thing that's going on, he, George Clooney, 
sits and poops in, in the, the kitty litter just does a huge and leaves it. And the guy's like, oh my gosh, how does that happen? Who, how could this ever happen? It's the world, it's a man poop. Oh, And he just God. sat in the guy and he never told him for a long time. And he oh, just, funny. but he used to play all these practical jokes. Well, and on the that's same, hysterical. On the same guy, he pretended he was an artist. He found this huge oversized six foot by three, we're talking about George Clooney, six foot by three foot canvas of this bright, Painting in the trash, and he brings it home and puts it up on an easel while he's living with this guy and tapes his initials on it. Okay, so the guy's like, What are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I'm taking art classes. And so then he, every time he'd go to like a little street fair for anything, he'd bring home something and put it on the easel (laughs) and put his initials on it. And this went on for a year. So finally, the guy's like, you're really good. And George would make him stop at art supply shops if they were out and about. I mean, just keeping this thing going and going. And so suddenly he's like into a year, you know, George, he's thinking, you're really good at this. You've got a talent here. You're really good. And so George finally moves out and he gives this guy this huge painting and says, this is for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. And he's like, wow, this is so great because you're so good. So, but this guy got a million dollars. Three years later, George finally tells him that that was a piece of crap I got out of a thing. He's like, you're such a brat. I hated this one anyway. But I loved how he carried, he talked about how he would carry on a practical joke so long. You kind of, that's, that's stamina. That's admirable. Don't you think sticking in there? Oh, he was so funny. Anyway, today's National Meatball Day. Mm. In case you're looking for something good. Mm-hmm. something else. The Queen's Gambit. Now, what do you think of this is going to be made into a musical? Did you guys already break that story? We just talked about it briefly, but I, I, I love the idea. Same. And I, I think that... Uh, <laughs> no, I love the idea, and I think everyone is going to want to get that role. Yep. Because the Chess, fashion, the way it starts, but you're going to have right? to age from, you know, like 12 to 28... Well, it's a challenging age or whatever. Yeah, 14, maybe, maybe they have two different people play it. Probably know. not like seven shares. No, like they did. I guess it just depends on who writes the book. And it's everything. the same people. It's two-time Tony-winning um, folks group that did the revival of Oklahoma, okay. which people loved, and also what's the constitution? What the constitution means to me, which is nominated oh, for yeah, best that's play. Supposed to be fun. So really Chris clever, okay. creative people are behind it, so that could be kind of interesting. We'll go. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna be available with be Silk Sonic to you, Julia. That oh. is the collab between Bruno Mars and Anderson. Do you say Pack? I think we or say Pack. Pack. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's their new group, and they released this song on Friday called "Don't Leave the Door Open." I'm, and they're called, I'm gonna download. They're it. called Silk Sonic, and they've got the number one single right now, just released on uh, Friday. So they have. They did just kind of a funny thing to the Grammys, just letting them know, hey, we're available. If anyone drops out, we were available and we have a song to promote. So, so that, there are going to be live performances Sunday. Yes, right? it's yeah. all live. Cool. I mean, some of the stuff has been taped, apparently. It's all live, but some's been taped. <laughs> well, well, because the guy was very, uh, I, I watched all the entertainment programs because I wanted to see their royal recap. But it's so I watched Extra and Entertainment Tonight. Okay. They all spoke with the... Um, like the co-executive producer and the guy who's the acting president of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to say how many were pre-recorded, but basically they said most of them are live. 
Okay, perfect. And that's just well, a great way to say isn't it. Isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> but the G- Grammys, they've got a pretty good budget. They've watched. We've always liked what they've done with oh, performances. I love so, when they do the collaborations. And yeah. So, anyway, there's just, there's a lot. And BTS, you know, I mean, my gosh. This Dynamite. Dynamite. They're going to perform. And they were going to, they wrote this song, you know, during the pandemic. They Which were one? supposed dynamite. Oh, okay. They were supposed to be on a worldwide stadium sold right. out tour. And then they go to number one with the song, you know, so it's just kind of like magical for them for BTS. It's they are they a, performing for sure? Yeah, they okay. are performing for sure. So like they're probably going to be performing live from you know Korea. Although right. maybe they've come and quarantined and right. done whatever testing. Sure. They've done, and they're in L.A. right now, but I feel like those guys, um, there are seven of them, so yeah, it's hard to move, unless everyone's going out solo. But yeah, there's a lot of Brandy Carlisle, Billie Eilish, Dua Lipa. Did anyone watch her movie, the Billie Eilish movie? No. No, but I did watch Moxie. The oh, Amy tell Poehler me, yes, movie. tell me about that. Um, it's, you know, it's a high school movie where, you know... Uh, Is it like Mean Girls kind of? N- no, I would just say that high school resembles high school. It doesn't matter what year you graduated in the sense that um, boys can be pigs and girls are rated in how they looked. Yeah. And, and that that story is still true today. I believe it. And it's how okay. the girls get revenge. Got it. And did you and like it? I, I really, yeah, I, I really liked it. And I wanted to come to work on Monday wearing hearts and flowers. But then I realized no one's watched the movie and it wouldn't mean anything. Right? Yeah, it was very clever, you know. And Amy Poehler is the mom who was like a, a re- rebellion. I love they played Bikini Kills. and Whatever. Um, what is Bikini Kills? A, a band, Julia, that you would hate. Oh, that you oh would it's have. a band. So, yeah, a band. I thought it was a game. You no, put on your bikini and, uh, and your blink. We, we I had a, a yeah. middle school group called the Linda Lindas who played Rebel Girl. Okay. And it was kind of, you know, like when the Zines were coming out and the Riot Girl and, yeah. you know, kind of girl power of the 90s mm-hmm. is when Amy Poehler would have been. Got it. And so, you know me, I love everything. It's a bikini kill, yeah. Yeah. yeah Some band. good new stuff. Some old yeah. stuff that's new. Yeah, it, it's you know. Um, anyway, so I really like Moxie. I I, I say you know it's not um, it, it it and there is sexual violence uh, okay. is part of the story in this. And I mean, I was just like, oh, I could see the story coming because a lot. I I look back on my high school years and I think about some of the girls who kind of were really popular and then they weren't popular anymore. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder now in retrospect, like what if, happened if they were assaulted oh. and didn't tell anybody, yeah. you know, I mean, anyway, that's, that's just my, that that's the one heavy part of the story, but right. that is a high, that is a reality yeah. of a high school or a, being a girl. Really? Mm-hmm. That was Casey's kind of like, he was like, God, it hasn't changed that much for girls. Right. I go, no. Not in that hmm. way. Not in that way. We okay. you know. So anyway, so it explores a lot all within high school, but with great characters. And I mean, we have a new crush. It isn't that. Uh, What's his name? I can't remember his name, but it isn't just that uh, the guy from the one movie that yeah, everyone last yeah. had in that. You know what I'm yep. talking yeah, about. He's super cute. He looks like my um, mm-hmm. cousin. Uh, 
Yeah, we're doing really well. Aren't I we? know. I, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of his name, Julia. It's, it's all new people, but one of the the kids, the the mean jock kid, is Patrick Schwarzenegger. Oh, right. And the mascot kid who plays the pirate—that's their team name. And so he's a pirate, and he's a basically a, a kiss ass kid in high school. That is Julia Nico Louis. Dr- Nico is it? Yes. the guy that plays Seth. Yeah, he's the cute guy. Oh, and, very. And then Julia Louis Dreyfus's son Charlie is in it. He plays the oh. pirate mascot. Okay. So I know a lot about this movie. You do. I yeah. I watched part of Coming to America too. Oh yeah, I do. I want to see and that. I, was I want to watch it. it and the live event. Yeah, and yeah. You would all check in and everything, right. and it was so fun. It was the night before I left on my trip, and um, Leslie Jordan is a riot. Is he playing a guy or a gal? No, Leslie Jordan is playing um, a mom. A mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's She's funny. in. It's. Hysterical. So I I saw the first half of it, and then my my internet system at home just froze. Oh, so I never get to see the end of it. But it was fun. Okay, that was kind of fun. Yeah, Rocco, did you watch any movies? Uh, I finished Wandavision, and I confirmed that you guys would not like it. I don't even think I liked it. Okay. Oh, really? Okay, that's good. It started out being pretty quirky and interesting, and about kind of old sitcoms, and it just ended up being a Marvel bunch of fighting and magic spells. Right. Well, then we don't have to do that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love it when people save us from things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Okay, here's something. Here's the thing I wanted to give you about the Tell Grammys. Me. Okay. Uh, where um, one of the producers said this about, do you have any concerns to work out? There's one artist that may in the end not be able to make it here due to the rules of the country they're currently in. There's one immigration issue that we've got left. So that means to tell me that they've brought as many people sure. as they can. So I don't know who that, what that country would be and what group. BTS, that could be them. Harry I, Styles, I think, has already been spotted back in L.A. Oh, he has? Oh, Laurie, of course. She's, she's got a GPS on him. I, I mean, do. you've got a tracker. I've got a tracker on Harry. He's already back. Right. And, um, Olivia Wilde, you know, she's still in the UK, and Jason Sadikas thanked her for the Craig's choice. I heard that. Yeah. I heard it. She, I guess, encouraged him to make this TV show. Yeah, she really liked it, and she also thought, this is going to get him out of the house. I can decide if I want to stay married to him or not. It'll get him across the pond. He, of course, had an ulterior motive. Oh, yeah. No, that's what you call curving. We learned about that yesterday. What is curving? Curving is where you kind of... You just like in a relationship, if you're trying to curve your way out of like they're not married, but they've got two children. So it's a tricky curve. But the curve is be less and less interested. Put some distance between you. See if he even notices or she notices. Mm -hmm. And that way it'll feel like a gradual drift for both of you. That's the hope. It's like no, it's instead curving. of ghosting, ghosting because you can't really ghost. Ghosting is too blunt. Well, yeah, because when you have kids right, together, right, right. you've oh, actually been okay, together so seven years. When you okay, you can curve in a you can curve to get out of a marriage, a long time relationship, or a two week thing. You okay, know? got it. Take your choice, but curving is like you know every you're seeing less and less, and mm-hmm. you're seeing if the other person picks up on it. Okay, because you don't exactly want to end it, end it, but you want it to end. Let okay. it be their idea. All right. The curving. good old curving. So she was, cur- you know, so anyway, but he thanked her. I thought that was kind of cute, but he still thinks there's hope. 
How do you know I thought he was with the young model? Or is that just a... He's willing to, you know, boink his way through his sorrows with somebody new. I love it. Lori knows him, too. (laughs) I mean, between... I really... You're such a busy schedule (laughs) of everybody that you talk to on a daily basis. I I don't know how you do it. But you know what I mean? Why should he deny himself... Right. You know... Cookies and cream, if you will. <laughs> Hysterical. <laughs> Hysterical. And she's a co-worker, so it all makes it easy. The trailer's right there, you know. And they're doing the COVID protocol, and Harry's gone back to the States for the Grammys. And she's a co-worker because the so trailer's who is, right who is there. So who is Sudeikis linked to? Some, Somebody from some Ted Lasso? From, from Ted Lasso. The modeler, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. And I okay. got to go back to that show. Apparently, I should watch all the way to the end. I, I Brittany gave, loved it. Yeah, no, I gave up like at episode six or seven. And honestly, it was the lack of nudity. <laughs> there wasn't enough to keep you in it. I mean, I wanted, I was just like, oh, how much feel good feelings are we going to have? I mean, you know? you're in that soccer locker room all the time, but you don't see a lot of male oh, nudity. We you saw know? more in the English game. Hotness. Love, Love that game. show. If you haven't watched oh, that one yet. Lord, please. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I, I, here, I want you to know this, Julia, because this has been <laughs> Blinding Lights, The okay. Weekends. It has become the first song to spend a full year in the Billboard Top 10 in a very, very, very long time. Every time mm-hmm. I play my little Apple list, it's always like the third, second or third song. It's it Driver's holds, License. It, yeah, it holds the record for most time spent in the top five at 43 weeks. More than Stuck With You or Justin Bieber and yes. Ariana Grande? Wow. This is a full year in the Billboard okay. Top 10. Got it. It has never dropped out of the Billboard Top 10. And The Weeknd was not nominated for any Grammys. That is correct. Mm-hmm. So he already said bleep the Grammys. Yep, and did the Super Bowl. And yeah, did the Super them. Bowl to show them. So I feel like Zane and his petty bleep the Grammys. I didn't know I need to bring you confection to get nominated. He's so late so to the baby. party mm-hmm. and kind of being a baby about mm-hmm. it. I think it's a dare. I think it's a dare. Someone said him to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, either that or I don't just know. Dumb. Is he dumb? He just woke up and heard <laughs> the Grammys are happening in a week. He forgot. He forgot. He forgot the announcements came out last last fall. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen. When we come back, we got a Hollywood speak. We're gonna Hollywood speak. This is math, tree, and a number. Oh dear. Okay. So what are you trying to say? Hollywood. Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this? Okay, Julia. On this day in 1987, U2 released an album. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see if you could finish the... Well, that's their first. Well, no, it's not. Well, it wasn't there. It was the big uh, one. It was the one that changed the world for them. It kind of did. They were kind of big before that. Yeah. With or without you in God's country. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's a great... Did you guys go see the show at the uh, Viking Stadium? If that's what you can call it. I Lori, I got you, invited to a suite and it was great. I, I yeah, <laughs> actually, I, I actually I you, I can't complain because I got a I got a free ticket from a girlfriend who took me, but the seats were just 
I had that place uh, is too high. Up. I was on the third tier, and yeah. I just I had this thing happening to me. And like you and I had been to the Metrodome and had those terrible seats where you'd climb. Right, yeah, we've had experiences I, with. But this. it's the pitch the was pitch so steep. Place. I was having like moments, like I drank a couple glasses of wine yep. ahead of time, and I'm like, I'm gonna fall off. Right. I mean, so I just was freaked out, yeah. and so I got a call to join a friend in a suite, yeah, and that was did. amazing. I know you did, except that I got lost. Because when they first opened that place, they had all the bathroom Remember, signs. You couldn't figure five, out how to, at five you couldn't feet find out to find a, a bathroom. Half. They didn't have it at like six feet, right, yeah. which you could be tall. You so couldn't find these, a bathroom. All these people were. Blo- <laughs> I mean, I complained about it, and finally, a lady who listened to us said they changed they it, and apparently in Sweden they don't have any kind of a height <laughs> like, thing. It's a height restriction thing. So you well, no, not that, thing. but like we have it for the Disabilities Act sure. because, of course, if you have a mass of people, you need to have things up high so people can see, it, so they can see it. If everything is at, you know, Lord, it's so funny oh, between. Okay, so that I, can, I felt like I helped like bring that you really issue did. to that, the and of course, getting the nutrition values <laughs> posted on the outside of all your fast food things. Oh, yeah, Lori's responsible hands down for those, <laughs> those two, things. two things and the. <laughs> Invention of the wheel, but I digress. <laughs> and I don't really want to go there today. Yeah. Okay. But thirty-four is young for a Joshua tree. Huh? Get it? Yeah, I do. Aren't those How? things like They're really old, old? Have any of us seen a Joshua yeah, tree and we gone to the park? California. Tell us about a Joshua tree, Rocco. Well, they kind of look like uh, Dr. Seuss creations. They're kind of bendy and they look super neat. And Josh, you guys never been to Joshua Tree? Just I've just no. seen the photos. Yeah. Well, you you guys have been to Palm Springs, right? Yeah. Yeah. You mix in a little Joshua Tree next time you well, go to Palm Springs. Rocco, it's worth it. I have to confess that every time I've ever been to Palm Springs, I'm kind of proud to say I've never hiked. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, I have. I hiked. There's some. Uh, it's Palm like Springs a tall cactus tree. It's like a tree with cactus and leaves. Would you agree with that, Rocco? Yeah, kind of right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watched that Palm Springs movie with um, oh, Andy Samberg like too. It was that, all right. That won a Critics' Choice Award. It did. You told me I was going to hate it, and I thought it was very. I'm like, I kind of like. Is this a lot like Groundhog Day? Like, there's. Yeah. You know, I it's mean, a like, haven't we kinda. seen this story before? But there's some funny stuff to. To grab onto it, yeah. I still don't think you would like it, Julia, at all, at all, at all, at all. I love how you do. Thank you. No, I mean because it's it's one of those movies. Okay, you're thinking about, and you're like, oh, that's cool, that's very original. But then you go to try and tell somebody what it's about, and you just you just end up looking at your friend, and based on how you know them, you just say, no, you should watch it or not, because that's easier than the description. Oh, that's fair. I love that. I love that. You don't Too know. much energy I'm going to waste to tell you about this so and I'm convince gonna, you, so I'm just going to say no. This is, no. Or I'm going to say you're going to love it. Okay. But you have to really know your person. Right. It's, did you finish Call My Agent? Oh, did Did you finish? Ever, oh, are yeah. you blue? It's no, all, you oh. know what? Um, it's the end. There's no more I after know. four. And Did it um, end? Well, I'm not there. No, you don't. I, we, we'll talk about it after. I, I was sad that it was over and it felt that the ending was rushed. Oh, and I do know that the showrunner who created it left after the third season. Got it. And I think the fourth season, you can tell. Okay. A little bit, a little yeah. bit, and and then it's not ever coming back. But it was wonderful. I loved it. I, yeah. I my conversational French skills have flourished. Oh, darling. I I was thinking of that. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could pick up anything. Not a thing. Not a thing. Bonjour. Your... 
Yeah, well, yeah, keep yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, listening. Yeah. Okay, here's a uh, okay. here's a Hollywood speak for you. Um, you know who Jenny Packham is? Dress designer. I'm wearing Jenny Packham on the yeah, red carpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know this yeah, gown. Yeah, yeah. So she she's a longtime fashion designer, and she's written a book. And it is um, it is coming. It's called How to Make a Dress, and she has a Prince Andrew story. Oh, because she's a British. Designer. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. but we see a lot of women where we're familiar with yep. Jenny Packham. She makes beautiful dresses, and she was pulled away. She was at her own show, okay, and she was pulled away and ordered to go to this reception with the trade envoy, Prince Andrew, because she's a British designer, yep. and some Russian models that he was with. She had to... Leave it, go there because she's a British designer yeah, and they're arranging yeah. the cocktail party. And Prince Andrew, the first thing he said to her is, Are you one of those designers who makes clothes nobody wants to wear? Who says that to anybody? A boorish, spoiled well, son of a queen. That's who says that. Who thinks he can get away with anything? Who makes so, those clothes that no nobody one wants, wants to, wear. to wear? And in her book, she said she just—it was during Russian Fashion Week—and okay. she said she just gave him, uh, you, you know how you give a slight smile to someone who's just mm-hmm. insulted you to yes. your face. Yep. And in her mind, vowed to send him a letter that she wouldn't send. And in her book, she that came out yesterday. Um, she includes a full copy of the letter that she wrote and she saves. Well, she did because that's interesting because Kate Middleton, it's her favorite designer that she would dish about Prince Andrew. Yeah, yeah. So here she said, okay. Dear Prince Andrew, it was lovely to meet you earlier today. Rather than answer the question you posed earlier today, I wanted to ask you, are you one of those princes who wears clothes nobody wants to wear? Oh, so, how to make a dress is the name how of How to her make book. a dress. It's out now. And a source close to Andrew told uh, the the London Times, "We note Miss Packham has a book to promote, and wish her every success with the sales." Mm-hmm. She has so lovely dresses. Yeah, she has beautiful yeah, dresses. Yeah, really dresses. Yep. Anyway, but I do love I that, love that, that. story yeah, yeah. came out today. Yep. But what I can, I've that is the one thing we've heard about him. That Prince Andrew is a boar, B O O R, and which is worse than a boar, B O R E, and um, and perhaps a B O A R. Yeah, yes. and he is that, and uh, and that. Yeah, he's quite snotty. Well, he's a prince, but he never had no to do excuse. anything. But no, I mean, that's no excuse, Julia. We I do would take agree. That. I yeah. would agree, but I just feel like he would be. But yet at the same time, who was the nicest person to Meghan Markle? Fergie. Yeah, well, she knew it was coming. Yeah, well, she was an outsider, too. Yeah. And she was banned and treated horribly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All right. All right, well, we did Hollywood speak and royal speak and... TV speak. speak. (laughs) We'll be right back.